All rise. Fourth District County Court, Latham, Massachusetts, is now in session. The Honorable Judge Arthur Vandalay presiding. Vandalay? The judge's name is Vandalay? Vandal who? Jerry, did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good sign. Is the district attorney ready to proceed? We are, Your Honor. Mr. Hoyt. Ladies and gentlemen, last year, our city council, by a vote of 12 to, to 2, passed a good Samaritan law. Now, essentially, we made it a crime to ignore a fellow human being in trouble. Now, this group from New York not only ignored, but as we will prove, they actually mocked the victim as he was being robbed at gunpoint. I can guarantee you one other thing, ladies and gentlemen. This is not the first time they have behaved in this manner. On the contrary, they have quite a record of mocking and maligning. This is a history of selfishness, self-absorption, immaturity, and greed. <laughs> and you will see how everyone who has come into contact with these four individuals has been abused, wronged, deceived, and betrayed. <laughs> this time, they have gone too far. This time, they are going to be held accountable. This time, they are the ones who will pay. Everyone who comes into contact with these six individuals has been abused and betrayed. This is Seinfeld finale spoilers. I really should have just gone with my gut, which was, what's the deal with bad season finales? But, uh, hello everyone, Seinfeld finale spoilers. Before we get to our opening question, which everyone's been given time to think about a whole day, I just wanted to address something. This is not a movie like we usually do. Typically we're doing movies and we've done a few TV series in the past with Mando and uh what are some other ones guys uh we we did a lot of game of thrones lovecraft country lovecraft country Ooh, that's a the good book one. of boba fett. oh lovecraft country that was, that, a good, that was a good episode <laughs> we, okay we've done a lot of tv but it's not our usual thing right we typically do films and this the whole reason i chose this was uh, like an original idea back when i first joined spoilers i was really thinking about like how could a given episode really encompass what a spoiler is which is like giving away the ending to something so that idea took me to like why don't we just do a season finale of something instead of like a whole series to like essentially spoil the whole tv show so that's what yeah. we're attempting to do tonight it's it's the finale but really it's let's we, we can talk about the entire tv show seinfeld and guys your opening question is what is your favorite episode of Seinfeld? And we'll go east to east, and I will let you you all sort that shit out as we move along the country. East to least. East to east. Well, I guess I'll go. I'm not very happy right now, but I'll get mine out of the way. This is Brett Why from aren't Fort you Wayne. Happy? My favorite's the comeback next. Why aren't you happy? Why aren't you happy? Uh, this is Brett, recording from Fort Wayne. Um, my favorite episode of Seinfeld is the 
the comeback. Um, I didn't realize it was such a popular episode. It was number one on one list I saw today. That's why they call him Mr. Mainstream, by the way, in case you didn't know. Um, You're mad about Mr. Mainstream? It's uh, (laughs) four... Dude! (laughs) It's a four-quadrant episode. All four storylines are really funny, in my opinion. You got one of the funniest... The tennis with with Milos. Oh, you can't mess with the Milos. I love (laughs) Elaine doing the picks, the movie picks. I don't remember who the guy is. Brett. It turns out to be a little kid. Yes. What was what was Milos's little like tick? Was he always like talking shit, but then he was like the worst <laughs> tennis player ever? Yeah. Is that like what he, that bit was? His wife, his <laughs> wife, who's a lot younger than him, she thinks he's like good at tennis, which is crazy because you if you have eyes, you could tell he's terrible. And he asked Jerry <laughs> to take a dive for him, but he can't just take a dive and be uh, humble. He's like, oh, it's too not good enough for the Milos. And he's just terrible. And then all of a sudden, Jerry starts killing him because he's tired of it. Too good. Another game for Milos! You're on fire today. Hey, Patty, look at this guy. He's awful. (laughs) He's not a man, this Jerry. He's not even married like I am. Look at the big baby! <laughs> hey, big baby, are you wetting yourself? Maybe it is time for you to be changed. <laughs> I told you to cut it out. <laughs> I feel like I recall a line of him saying, like, gonna, gonna pull down your pants and spank yourself. Oh, yeah, little, yeah, spank you, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Yeah, p- please continue. And then the famous part of that, which is where the name from, is that's the jerk store episode. Yeah, the jerk store call, and they're running out of you. Well, you know, you're their bestseller. Classic. And then uh, Kramer's trying not to get his uh, concussion, and he gets hit with the, vi- the tennis balls at the end. It's just a really, really funny episode. Uh, Don't forget about the I had sex from- with your wife. Oh, yeah. Well, I had sex with his wife's in a coma. Yeah, it's a great, great episode. I would not have guessed that was like the number one episode. What list was that, Brett? It's, uh, I mean, I, I looked at two variety. other lists and it's definitely, it was variety. I've looked at, uh, it's high on the other lists, like te- top 10, top 20, but I was definitely surprised it was number one. It's definitely number one, I guarantee you, because of the jerk store. Like everyone knows that. Yeah. It gets fired, he eats all the shrimp and it's just really funny. I actually remember watching it. I think on Josh's computer in college, uh, or his TV. I don't know. It's really funny, but I, I remember episode. James Weber saying that at one point and really cracking me up. Just right yeah, in memory. Sounds like something he would say. <laughs> I always thought the contest was maybe like the most famous episode, and that kind of looms large in this one. So that's what I would have guessed was at the top I, of that list, Brett. But. Yeah, I, I always say there's, I think there's three most famous episodes. I'll, I'll wait till the end like, Fair enough. to say them because I don't want to take anything. Yeah, let's keep moving along. Do you guys know who's next? Yeah, I think I'm next. This is Pappy recording again from Goshen, Indiana. Um, I had the Seinfeld DVDs. Uh, I think I got them in high school. Um, and it was funny because like each of the little cases had like one of the characters like doing a pose on it. Um, 
salt shakers. Yeah, between that and like TBS is where I watched the most Seinfeld by far. Uh, But there's one I remember from when I was a kid, and it was the first episode of Seinfeld I had ever seen. It's season nine, episode 18, called (laughs) The Frogger. Oh, gosh. And like... Um, George has the high score on a Frogger machine at a pizzeria and he buys the Frogger machine. And I think the B plot is Elaine is like eats, uh, the cake of her boss or something like the B plot's not as good, but I remember being a kid and seeing George move the Frogger machine (laughs) across the road as the music's playing and like just laughing so hard. I was like in tears crying. Um, so for some nostalgia reasons, I'll say. I'll say that. But when I had the DVDs, I remember season four was always my favorite season to go through. I feel like there's just so many bangs in that season. I'll go. I think, you know what's weird? I think Pappy picks me up on the way if he's going to take me to your house, Stevie. So, but then I think we just go straight north from there. So why don't you go ahead and go? Okay, this is Stevie. <laughs> like... Yeah, I'm with Pap. I I think the first episode of Seinfeld I ever saw when I was younger. Man, I'm even trying to think. Maybe the fatigues. Ooh, what's that? Isn't that where uh, Elaine hires the um, like Vietnam assistant, and Jay Peterman is like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, that's yeah the, the guy fatigues, who like Stevie. is writing like poetry about murder for the catalog. <laughs> but. Um, I absolutely love this uh, series so much, but it's also one of those things where I can identify a favorite episode of mine. It's a comfort episode of mine. I watch it all the time. I quote it all the time, and that's The Race. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, my that's all-time favorite. It's actually a Jerry-focused episode, which is, I mean, it's not a rarity in the series, but there's not a whole lot where like he's the main plot of everything. Um, it has a villain, which is Duncan Meyer, you know, they play Superman music. There's a damsel in distress. Elaine's dating a communist who she gets blacklisted from his favorite Chinese restaurant. Um, Kramer falls under communism as a Santa uh, in the mall and gets kicked out with Mickey. Like, it's not a very, there's not a whole lot of fat on this episode. It's very, like, very, it's a very clean episode. And it's, I think it's the funniest one. You got me blacklisted at Hop Sings. <laughs> and and uh, Ned Isakoff looks just like Charlie Sheen in uh, The Arrival. Mm-hmm. I will go next. You sweaty man. Oh, sorry. Kylo, if you have Seinfeld inputs, please put them in, because I don't know how many you're going to have. I feel like you've watched the least Seinfeld here. So. Yeah, I don't know jack shit about Seinfeld, but you can go on to Mikey. <laughs> it's oh, me sorry. next, hey, Josh? actually. Josh, can I say one more Josh, thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually kind of connect with that story um, because I think I still hold our high school's record for the 12-minute run and how many laps were ran um, for the simple reason was the, the person who was counting my laps didn't count right, and I there was no physical way that I could have <laughs> ran as many as they said. Don't. Don't admit that. Stevie. Yeah, you're ruining no, the legend. The funniest thing know. was is people were questioning it, and someone who wasn't even counting screamed out, "No, no, it's true! I saw it." <laughs> it was Pappy. No, who was counting? I can't give out a name, but if I said the name, a few of you would laugh really hard. 
Stevie, we always milk the name out of you. This is such a fruitless endeavor. Oh, I'm not going to say. <laughs> no, it, 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 does it start with a Q? <laughs> yeah, no, but he still owes Pappy a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I uh, coming for you. I, mean, I think I was like, gosh, yeah, I think I still hold a high school record for the 12 minute run. So he yells out, "Ready on your mark, get set." And I was so keyed up, I just took off. <laughs> By the time he said go, I was 10 yards ahead of everybody. No. Yeah. I looked up, I couldn't believe it. By the time the race was over and I had won, I was shocked. Nobody had noticed the head start. Really? Yes, and I had won by so much, a myth began to grow about my speed. <laughs> Only Duncan suspected something was amiss. He's hated me ever since. And now he's back. Well, what happened when you raced him again? I never did. In four years of high school, I would never race anyone again. Not even to the end of the block or to catch a bus. And so the legend grew. Everyone wanted me to race. They begged me. The track coach called my parents, pleading, telling them that it was a sin for me to waste my God-given talent. But I answered him in the same way I answered everyone. I choose not to run. Okay. I love that story, Stevie. Thank you for speaking up, yes. putting that out there. Josh from Goshen. My favorite episode is called The Voice. And I didn't realize this. It's actually from season nine. And I don't think season nine is like necessarily la, la, la. my Hello. favorite. But yeah, that there's a silly joke with Jerry where his girlfriend's <laughs> stomach has a voice. Doesn't make any sense. But it's just like, I love that side of Jerry. Just like whimsical Jerry. Putty is in it with Elaine, so I love that aspect of it. George's part is hilarious because he's like hell bent on like it's when he's with like the sports company and he's in the midst of like pretending he's like disabled, but they've already found that out. So now they're forcing him to the basement, but he keeps trying to like climb through the rafters (laughs) to the like to the bathroom and stuff. Because he misses his private bathroom. I don't know. It's just wacky as hell. And then ultimately Kramer. um, He has Kramerica Industries in this episode. And he has an intern. And one of the ideas he has is like. (laughs) I can't help but giggle when I say all of this. But one of his ideas is ketchup and mustard in the same bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Genius. That shouldn't be that funny. His big idea that he's pursuing the whole episode is that whale or that oil ships, when they go like when they sail across the ocean, they shouldn't just like have oil in there unprotected. Each ship should have its own blubber, like (laughs) its own rubber seal ball. And so to test out the idea, of course, what you want to do is drop a rubber ball full of oil out of George's window (laughs) in the middle of the city. So I don't want to spoil that episode for anyone, but everything culminates. All four storylines come together when a giant ball of oil is dropped out of a tall building. It's great. I can't. I got to be clear. You gave up the voice? Yeah, that was stupid. Unless you guys are liking it again. No, no. no. (laughs) Darren? Sorry, Mr. Seinfeld. Wow. Hey, there's Claire. I better go down. Hey, it's Kramer and Darren. Hey, there's the giant ball of oil. Claire's right underneath that thing. Claire! Hello! 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 I don't believe this. 
looking up if you're going to do that voice. Bounce away. This is going to be a shame. Oh. Hello. Well, that didn't work. Hey, how about this? Ketchup and mustard in the same bottle. Oh, that sounds interesting, sir. Yeah. What's crazy is when Stevie and I talk on the phone every day, for at least 10 years, we've always greeted each other with every time. <laughs> From that episode. People say hello in so many different pla- in so many different ways. Like, would you even recognize that as a Seinfeld oh, you quote can't in miss the it. wild? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's two hellos in Seinfeld. One is Uncle Leo and one is the voice. Like those are the What's Uncle Leo's like? Hello. Jerry, hello or hello. Yeah, I was going to say hello Newman yeah. is one too. Mm-hmm. Hello Jerry. Oh man. My least favorite episode of Seinfeld is probably the finale, but let's keep moving on <laughs> over to Mike Mikey in Chicago. <laughs> Hey, it's Mikey in Chicago. <laughs> Looking through uh, this list here of the best episodes, people think Seinfeld is about Seinfeld. No, you're wrong. It's about George because George is Larry David. And the best George episode is when he's doing the opposite of everything he would naturally do. <laughs> and he's just picking up chicks. <laughs> and he's just crushing life because he's just being himself for once. And he's not lying constantly. Uh, I think that's a hilarious premise. And. That's a great episode. And then, like, my all-time favorite moment in an episode is just one quick uh, Kramer thing in the Serenity Now episode where he gets a screen door and he's just, like, sitting in the hallway and he's saying goodbye to Jerry and he's like, all right, y'all come back real soon. And Jerry slams the door on him before he even finishes the sentence. Hello? Is Kramer home? Oh, hey. Hello, neighbor. Boy, those azaleas are really coming in nicely. Oh, you got a mulch. You've got to. You barbecuing tonight? Yeah, right after the fireworks. <laughs> so, where do you want to eat tonight? Well, how about going back to La Caridad? Again? How much flan can a person eat? yelling at me all afternoon well i don't think more flan is the answer maybe i should just leave maybe goodbye double goodbye hey buddy hey happy new year you all come back real (laughs) i just i die every time (laughs) it's my all-time favorite scene it's it's either george kramer or uh jerry stiller's character that like those are the, those are like i think the funniest episodes or have the funniest uh jokes in them mikey whose skype avatar is jerry seinfeld jerry's the most boring person on the show it's kind of crazy f- he's my favorite character he always has been that's wild i don't think so Let's keep moving on. We'll talk more about characters later. Kylo, last but not least. Yep, this is Corey, Kylo Ren memes. I'm recording out of Simi Valley, California. 
Josh. And I'm not a big Seinfeld fan. Like, it's on sometimes in my household because my wife watches it, but I don't actively watch it or really shows like this. Um, I like the one where Kramer punches the clown and he goes, look, a fist. (laughs) It's a great moment in Seinfeld history. Now, that's problem child, of course. Um, I like the Seinfeld meme where it's all red and... Uh, Jerry's like, what's going on Kenny in there? Rogers. And then it's like, oh, it's always something. Kenny Rogers roasters. Kenny Rogers roasters. <laughs> what's going on in there? What? That light. Oh, the red. Yeah, it's a chicken roaster sign. That's right across from my window. Can't you shut the shades? They are shut. <laughs> Uh, that's a pretty good meme. I see that a lot. It kind of like crosses over into like all fandoms. You see all kinds of memes of that. And I like the It's Always Sunny episode where they are doing like Seinfeld for like five minutes and it's like an exact recreation of Jerry's apartment and both Dennis and Mac are Jerry and they're dressed <laughs> exactly the same and they have the same Jerry hair. <laughs> like 90s classic Jerry Seinfeld hair. That's a good one. That's all I got. I don't know any episodes. I know like some beats of episodes. Like I I know some that I'll bring up later as like an example. Like I know like one plot point, but like not all the jokes really that go into that episode. I'm more of a Curb Your Enthusiasm guy. When was the last time you guys uh, like sat down and watched besides today? I and it's, it's been a while. I haven't watched an episode of Seinfeld start to finish in like years, Mikey. Probably five I'll go years. Through, yeah, same. I'll, I'll go through blocks and I discovered an episode a couple of years ago that I don't think I'd seen and it made me laugh so much. It's where he's try, George is trying to get the apartment. So he tells his life story. It's like the shipwreck one. The Andrea Doria? Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Stevie, really I love fun. you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this Ready show a lot, Ready to chime in man. with the title. Yeah, I've seen this show a lot. <laughs> We had it on repeat in college. It's been a fun one to go back in a lot of different stages of life. But this episode, like a lot of them, starts off with an opening monologue. It's basically Jerry saying, like, what's the deal with sitting? Like, when you're invited to an office meeting, everyone's got to be like, we really need to have a sit down talk. And I got to say, guys. His jokes have never come off really well in these opening monologues with these episodes. Seinfeld is like the greatest show of all time to me. And I feel like part of the charm is seeing like a mediocre comedian at the beginning. I don't know. What do you guys think? That's too much. I can't. I I don't know. I like him a lot more as I've gotten older. I can't tell you how this one is good. I thought it was always supposed to like represent him just like workshopping stuff. Like Which makes as sense. a comedian, like they're this not supposed to be bangers. The, the episode is the banger joke, but this is like him just thought, going through stuff. I thought some of the the jokes in the first five minutes were all kind of flat. Thought it was kind of a slow start, but obviously it picks up. But Josh, right? You like his opening monologue as a, normally in episodes? Is that like a highlight for you? I mean, no, but I like. I, I can't believe you called. Jerry Seinfeld, a mediocre. No, stand-up. listen. Have you have you guys heard his stand up special? I'm telling you for the last time. Yeah, 
That's okay. where he okay. was doing those jokes for last time. He does almost all of these jokes, and that stand-up is awesome. But something about just like the format and the music and where you're at when you're watching the show, it just comes off flat. Yeah, you want to get to the show. I, I mean, it doesn't bother me like it did when I was a but I don't know. I think it, I think they're funny. They're not very. It's not very long. He used to do it throughout the whole episode, right at the very beginning. Couple yeah, different... like it would cut in a lot of different times. Yeah. yeah. Stevie, what do you think about the opening monologues? You've watched a lot of Seinfeld. I've where you seen these episodes it. countless times. I cannot tell you how one of these opens or what they're about. Like my brain <laughs> does not hold on to them. I can't tell you one What's of the What's the jokes. deal with? I can't tell you. Like, I cannot tell you how they start or how they finish or when people laugh or I can't tie them to an episode either. I just know when I start an episode, that's really not part of it. I mean, I just, I, I don't like them. I think it's wild that Jerry Seinfeld is Brett's favorite character. I'm not like going at you for that, but it's like everyone around him is what makes the show for me like he's kind of like famously not even a good actor you know like within the within the show he's just what do you mean i'm not a good actor he was fantastic in b movie okay fantastic just think he's the funniest i like i usually like what i call the straight man and he's more of the straight man than the other people that's the type of character i love it when jerry like pouts or he like tries to act. It's so endearing and funny. I'm kind of with Brett on this. He is up there for me. It's like, yes, there's fun. It's like, uh, let me use this. I know this is a, not a very good timely reference, but like that 70s show, there's a lot of really funny characters that are always talking. They're always yelling. They're, you know, the George Costanzas or whatever, you know, the Kelsos. But I've always thought Eric was the funniest character because he's the most normal and it's just those are the types of characters that I gravitate to. And I mean, George, he's like a rage monster. He's always yelling. He's the type of character I could never, he could never be my favorite character. You're a rage monster, Brett. <laughs> it's like Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, nobody's watching my life. I would love to. Somebody mentioned in the opening question, it was Mikey that this show is really about George. And I think that's true, especially from time to time. But what season did Larry David depart? Season six or seven or something? After season six. I think this is an apt time to actually get into the Jerry George relationship because that's the first thing that happens in the like actual plot of the finale episode. It's George and Jerry. They're in a booth in Monk's diner. Of course it's classic, but I I gotta say like, this is one of the bad parts of a really bad episode. Like George is not coming off well to me here at the beginning. This isn't classic George to me. And I feel like Larry David not being on the show at this time. Did I, did he come back to write the finale? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, is something off about George in this opening scene, you guys? I watch a come- lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm, especially recently, Josh. And seeing George like lean over to the table next to him and ask if he could use their catch-up, and then being like, nah, we're going to use it from time to time, sorry. I just kept thinking about how like Larry David would not stand for that. Like this would this would not end there. He would not just kindly turn around. Like it would be like some fucking it's an episode. Yeah. It would be a huge thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, you know this is like the 
the toned down version of Larry David. I know you guys were saying George is Larry, but like it's not the Larry David character, maybe more so like the real life Larry David, because it would have been a whole thing, don't you think? I agree, but it also feels like he's almost covering too much ground. He's got the whole catch-up gimmick. He talks about popcorn for a while. He starts yelling. I feel like this opening was written by AI. Oh, he talks about movies. <laughs> Corey, he starts, I think, I think he just starts point, yelling, I want my 15 minutes of fame. Like, that comes from nowhere. I think that's the point. I think he's kind of giving up. It's almost seemed like he's giving up, uh, Corey. I think that's maybe why he doesn't. Because I feel like he usually would go off on somebody, or, but that's like the whole point of when the the show gets picked up again. He's like George is back. I don't know. That's how I picked. That's how I thought of it. I'm trying to confirm this in the credits of the episode, but there's a million fucking actors. But according to IMDb, this was written by Larry David, sole writing credit on the episode. That's a shame. That is a shame. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> How do you feel about the clip show being the episode before this? We don't we don't Hate talk it. about we don't talk about the clip show, Mikey. The clip show is bad. All clip shows are bad because they used to be good before the advent of TV shows on DVD. Like you didn't get to watch them all the time; you had to wait for them to show back up on TV. And then now with streaming, it's like I've, when there's a clip show on, it's like the most devastating thing in the world. Look, they don't do it. They don't really do it that much. They don't really do it that much anymore. Yeah. Thankfully. It's 9-11, a clip show. It's the most <laughs> devastating event of our, of our times. Now, clip shows suck. I was wondering, Brett, based on what you said, though, would a clip show would have been a good thing at the time Seinfeld was airing? Like, would people have been happy about it back then? Because that's kind of uh, before DVDs, right? Yeah, it's kind of right around that time. I mean, I guess... I mean, my uncle John it has like outtakes and stuff. Videotaped right? every episode, so dude, could, friends that avenue. Friends was the king of clips. Oh, I know, shows. I know. Every, once, a, like every season, the last five seasons, there's at least one clip show. I think it's just like I don't know to take a day off. I don't know. I, I don't like it. But uh, to answer your question, Corey, uh, it would been right around that time. I mean, right before that. So maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they wanted you to see all these old characters, but then again, they turn around and kind of show you again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, what I like don't that, though. <laughs> so I do bad. like the quick, I do like the quick flashback of what those people were. Yeah, this um, could have been the clip show. <laughs> yes, I agree. It. <laughs> it's weird to, 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 that they did it both. Yeah. Like that. So disappointed to hear Larry David was the writer on this because George doesn't seem quite right to me, but I digress. Um, it, says Larry, it says Larry David wrote the whole episode. I believe it. I, I just wonder what kind of mood they're in writing the finale for this. It's just really bizarre. And we'll get to some more of the bizarreness, I think, as we move along. Was but, it just like they were under so much pressure? You know, like this was like the biggest television event of the decade. Right when it was happening, yeah. like, do you think it was just how do we wrap this up and just you know maybe hadn't been writing on it for a few years? I I don't know. It's part you're, of you're the right. joke taking the piss out of it, and so really embracing that. That's what it feels like. 
Like, there's no way your your expectations are going to live, or uh, the show is going to live up to your expectations. So just not try. Feels like it, feels like it was <laughs> not, written in spite. Not not try, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Co- I'll come back and write an episode for you. Sure, fuckheads. Yeah, here's the middle finger. One episode. <laughs> Dude, and it's going to be a quarter clip show as well. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to get the full la- Larry David. <laughs> we get some really inconsequential Elaine and Kramer stuff. Elaine is busy ret- like inquiring about a friend's dad's health. Kramer is like getting water out of his ear, like trying to visit the beach. He keeps smelling something in the air at the beginning of the episode. It's kind of bizarre, but I think the main thrust of this finale part one, even though we're covering this as one episode, is that like everything kind of George and Jerry have been hoping will happen in their careers all of a sudden starts to unfold at a rapid rate. That's an earlier plot in the show, right? Where they have the Jerry. It's like season four. Yeah. Season so five. They reference five years ago. So that would have been Stevie season four and a half, five, bleeding into five. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Seinfeld doesn't go to a lot of different locations. Like, I think that they go to LA for those ones, right? Or is Kramer out there they're in, already? For, no, they're all, I think they're in New York. Jerry goes, or is it just Kramer? No, but there, there's a whole like end of the season where someone goes to L.A. Right? Season yeah, they five. go to get Kramer. I thought. Yeah, it's, it's L.A. Crazy. Nobody leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie, Josh, do you think there's a different, better finale in here if the whole mm. finale continues on this plight of them? kind of getting the shot of their dreams and maybe like in a weird way Seinfeld becoming the real Seinfeld or something? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> that's the hokiest shit in the world. Um, <laughs> no, wrong. No. Wrong. It would have been amazing. If you want to land this episode. It would have been cool. It lands with them dying in a plane crash. Well, it's true because none of them, ever, nothing good ever happened to them. It did and then they'd lose it. Yes. So there, it was just fleeting moments. The whole, the whole series is fleeting moments. Definitely. And definitely. I think them dying in a plane crash was probably Larry Larry David's actual idea that he wanted to land. I don't think I would have liked that. Um, I would have loved that. I think that's a perfect way to end this series. Them dying in a private jet, going to like live out their dreams. That's awesome. Funny you mention them dying, because that's like what they did in It's Always Sunny at the end of one of the seasons. They all died. And then it was revealed that they weren't actually dead, of course, you know. But it was also done in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, Larry died at the end of one of them and then came back, right? And there's also that episode where Cheryl was going down on a plane. She called Larry, and he was complaining about the TiVo. That's what sparked her divorce. (laughs) She was like, I'm going to go down. Matthew McConaughey? I'm going down in a plane crash. And he's like, I can't figure out this TiVo. This guy won't show up. Yeah, it was McConaughey. <laughs> that also reminds me of uh, what's that movie, Brett? A Serious Man, where he's like yeah. the kids always trying to find Goof Troop on TV, no matter if a tornado's coming through the town or not. Goof Troop. What do you think, Pat? Is it Goof Troop? What's your What's your best <laughs> idea for for a good finale? Yeah, I I mean I think 
the meta would have been better than this. I don't think that, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of am with Stevie. I, like them having a happy ending wouldn't necessarily been good. I don't know. I wish they almost just went like full show about nothing. Like just like literally nothing happens in the episode. Like just strip everything away. Like that would have been better. I mean, I don't know. I'm with you. This is probably like one of my least favorite episodes of the whole series. Pretty much anything we spitball here, I think I would have liked. Have you seen the like? <laughs> you see uh, Jerry and Larry been... like argue about it? Who about the episode? It's like Seinfeld has said multiple times that he did not like how they wrapped up the series, and Larry David has gone to bat for it every time. They even do a joke in something. I don't know Seinfeld 2009. I don't know what that is, but Curb Jerry says. Jerry says, Larry, we already screwed up one finale. We can't do another. And then Larry replies, we didn't screw up a finale. That was a good finale. So Oof. that was probably the Curb Your Enthusiasm Seinfeld reunion. No, in that, Larry says the ending wasn't good. So <laughs> how conflicted is this guy? <laughs> it would have been cool if it was just like another episode where just another weird plot and subplot and it, it just comes off as just any other episode and yeah. nothing to imply that it was like the end of the entire series. And maybe that's why Larry David is pissed because they kind of forced them to write it as a finale or something. I don't well, know. I think the finale like episode is like a marketing thing, right? It's like you want to be like, this is the final one. Everyone's got to watch it. Like they do that in comics a lot when like a run's going to end. They'd be like, this, you got to read the last issue. And like, uh, I think his name's Robert Kirkland, the guy who does The Walking Dead, something like that. Kirkman? Kirkman, yeah. He, Kirkman is a guy. He like did this thing that was really like unique in the comic industry when The Walking Dead ended the comic run. Where, like, there was literally no announcement. Like, people were just reading the comics. They got the latest one, and it just, like, ended. Like, it just, that that's the very cool. end, the comic just ended. And it was, like, one of the most, like, ballsy moves in comics because people are always trying to, like, sell the ending. And that's probably what they try to do with shows as well. Like, you got to sell the ending. It's the finale. Tune in yeah. for the finale. Especially at a time when people were actually sitting in front of a TV watching it at a certain time after work. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, have you guys ever seen the pictures of like Times Square? There was just a ton of people watching the Seinfeld finale on the big TVs in <laughs> Times shit. Square. 50, it was like a huge 58% deal. percent of all people watching TV that night were watching that show. Insane. That's, no. That's mm-hmm. insane. That'll never happen again. <laughs> Ad revenue right there. How would you have ended it, Josh? Do you have a pitch for the group? Well, it was my pitch that this... I don't know if this is a good idea, but I think there's something to explore at, on like he becomes the actual Jerry Seinfeld and he's actually successful or something. And it's a way for him to exit the show. I was thinking of a, I was thinking of some sort of ending and I think Stevie's right. This would actually be terrible, but bear with me is <laughs> like he ends like walking out onto an episode of the tonight show or whichever one is the NBC one. Which one is the NBC one, Brett? Late show or Tonight Show? Tonight, Jimmy Fallon tonight show. one. Tonight yeah, show. but back but back when it was like Letterman, and he walks out, and it's like that's where Seinfeld cuts. But then Letterman that night actually has like an interview with like the real Jerry Seinfeld about how the season just ended. 
Mm. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Let's go back to the finale. (laughs) (laughs) Pappy, can you get us from New York to Latham, Massachusetts? Yeah. So, because NBC has picked up their show for like a 13-episode limited run pilot, um, they're also giving Jerry Seinfeld the use of a private jet. And he can fly this private jet anywhere he wants. So, I guess it's like a one-time trip. Um, And I think this is like where a lot of people have criticism, too, because like this doesn't also feel like Seinfeld, like the multiple locations thing. But when they get in the private jet, Kramer has water in his ear and he starts jumping around belligerently and (laughs) goes into the cockpit and causes a disruption. They have to do an emergency (laughs) landing in Massachusetts. I don't know much about Seinfeld, but I know that Kramer ruins everything. Right? Not Isn't like he always this. doing some shit or, like this that? Is, or George, but yeah, it's, it's this is it's hokey Kramer, stupid. dude. This is yeah. They're asking Michael Richards to do too much here. This is insane. That's the thing. Everybody feels just slightly off from their they true feel like character. Parodies it doesn't themselves. feel yeah. like yes, they do. Yeah, it's like they don't Ventura feel too. right. Yes. Mm. It's too slapstick. And like one of the things that bothers me the most is I'm okay with George saying that he cheated in the contest. You know what? That's fine. But what the fuck was Elaine going to say to Jerry? Like, I think she was going to say she always loved him, which doesn't really that's so stupid, make sense. Though, like, <laughs> that's yeah. so dumb. What is with that? Like, they, they dropped that earlier in the episode. Like, oh, Jerry and Elaine should get together. Again, I don't know much about Seinfeld. So I, I pose that show ran every season. Earlier in this season, in the Serenity Now episode, they like almost get married. Like Jerry proposes to her when he's all zenned out, emotional. Yeah, Jerry, it's I, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't. I don't understand what they're trying to do with that. What if it was the other way around? Would that have made it better or not? Either way, it's bad. I mean, was Seinfeld ever like moonlighting? Was it about like the? Will they, won't they between Jerry and Elaine? No, that ever they, gave a, that no. Up, they gave it up after the, what's that, the the deal? Yeah. Like that was kind of the last time they were going to have sex for the friendship and they both kind of like get attached or whatever. And then they, like after that, it's pretty much nothing, yeah, right? But Brett, don't act like there's no breadcrumbs and that fans didn't want something to happen. That's true. I mean, because they are funny, but she, uh, Corey, I guess you guys can back me up on this, but she was not supposed to be a main character. She was just was supposed to be like a one-off girlfriend early on, but people liked her. I believe like this show barely made it. Like the first season's what four episodes, the second season's like great seven. Either. No, it's it's pretty bad. No. My but, second like, least she, favorite episode's right in there. <laughs> like they, they like she was not supposed to be a main character, so uh, maybe that's why they didn't it didn't feel right because they were boyfriend and girlfriend, but. Like, they were way better as friends, so. Like, Julia Reed-Dreyfus goes on to probably have the most successful post-Seinfeld career, right? With Veep, and she won an Emmy for that, a couple Emmys for that. and like Being part of the Heinz family. I think she's won Emmys for She won a shit ton of Emmys for that. She's in the MCU. Yeah, she is. She's also the richest person. She's going to be the richest person 
out of all uh, of them. I was gonna say she's all she's she was in born an like into family, a billionaire right? family, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, Hathaway or uh, Hines, the Hines family, right? No, no. Are you sure? The Rothschild. I think that's the Carries. Um, so, uh, what is that? I'm trying to think now. It's Louis Dreyfus Energy Services. His, he's worth three point four billion dollars. Well, he's dead now, but and she's she's like the main heir of that. She's like the oldest. So, I haven't seen but much yeah. with Jason Alexander, but I have seen Shallow Hal, where he plays like exactly the same character as George. With it the, seems with a tail. Is he the one that has, he a, has tail? a tail? Yeah, but he he has a tail. Like that's that's that is a difference, but. He does seem to be kind of the same. First of all, if you're Pappy, you're right. If you're talking about TV wise, but to me, it's hard to kind of say that Jerry Seinfeld hasn't been super successful since leaving, but he just hasn't done a lot like on TV. Like, I mean, he's like one of the highest paid standups or whatever. And Larry David, oh, yeah. you can argue, but yeah, Jason Alexander never really uh, did much. Well, I was going to say that he's in one episode of Star Trek Voyager, and he's fucking awesome in it. It's called Think Tank, and he's this, like, super smart alien guy. He's, like, this one... He's this group of, like, elite, like, highly intelligent beings that have all come together to just, like, solve problems in the galaxy. They just, like, show up when someone needs them. And uh, there's a little bit of a twist to it, but it's a a decent episode of a not-great Star Trek series. If you want to mm-hmm. get uncomfortable, watch him in Pretty Woman. Like he's really good in it, but he is like a slime ball in it. He's a little handsy, just a little. Yeah, <laughs> but he's so douchey at the end. But yeah, he also had one episode of a pot- failed pilot where he played Tony Kornheiser from ESPN of Pardon the Interruption <laughs> fame. Really? Which is super <laughs> random. <laughs> but. The only thing I was gonna say is like no, like Seinfeld's not about will they, won't they. Seinfeld's about Jerry just pulling baddies every week. A new one. <laughs> yeah, just okay. Definitely. He's a real Dennis it's Reynolds. <laughs> it's absurd. Like, well, they hit on that in the finale a little bit, right? Later on. Yeah. Uh but you did a great job, Pappy, of getting us to Latham, Massachusetts. What do you all think of? This whole Good Samaritan situation that lands um in the slammer. Takes me out of the show, man. I fucking hate this stupid concept. Yeah. To me, when I think of Seinfeld, I like, like their concepts in a show, I remember some of them. And the one that stuck out to me was when like George eats a pastry that's like on top of the trash, but not in the trash. Yeah. Right. And like they that's funny. Like they talk about that, like, is it appropriate or not to do that? But this is like jumping the fucking shark, dude. This whole thing of like, oh yeah, well you're supposed to like intercede if someone is being robbed at gunpoint and if it's you dumb. don't, you go to it's jail. Dumb. Like the conceit of this is like so fucking unrealistic, I think. Yeah. Like, well, it's like Good Samaritan laws. Good Samaritan laws are a real thing, but it's yeah. not fucking this. It's, it's a totally no, different it's thing. It's to protect the people say, that intercede, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the, the opposite, opposite of what basically. happens. <laughs> they even the way they even say the the law, by definition, they they didn't have to help because of that. I mean, if someone's got a gun, you're not going to enter. I mean, you're not going to interfere. Yeah, you're not you can't step do in anything. You're putting now you're putting five people in danger instead of just the one. I mean, it's ridiculous. But you know, this doesn't. This episode 
this finale, this two-part finale, doesn't feel like it's a part of the show at all. Does that make sense? Like, I can't connect with this episode whatsoever. It just seems like an excuse to bring back people and show clips. And that, mm-hmm. like, doesn't really make it a part of, like, what the show was. It's very strange. After it's like a, a mini clip show. After, 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 after a yeah. clip, clip show. show episode. <laughs> it's so funny. I think it's an attempt to write as little as possible because it's a two, it's basically two episodes. This is an hour long episode or whatever. I think he was just trying to get away with as little as possible. Old Larry, Larry David there. I That sounds right. I don't know what else he would. Here, I have a, okay, I have something to maybe let them off the hook a little bit. If you're going to have a show that I know this gets used way too much, but it's about nothing. The the good thing about finales is they wrap up a lot of storylines, bring out a lot of things to a head that have been building with this. You don't really have that because you don't have any continuity. Uh, there's a lot of great finales of shows, but they're the mm-hmm. ones that bring all the things together that people wanted and have been waiting for like this. Like, what are they going to do? The only thing they could do was bring back Seinfeld, the show, and say, oh, they're going to get it. But as we all know, they weren't really going to get it because like Stevie said, what did you, how did you characterize every episode? It's like what could have been or, or no. What, they're fleeting was, moments. Fleeting moments, yeah, yeah of yeah. happiness. Like it's literally, they could literally win the lottery one episode and by the end of it, they've all lost it because that's just how Seinfeld is. But this finale like betrays being a show about nothing it's like very much about something's happening in multiple locations and bringing back the cast like it i'm with you like the culmination of all their actions has led up to this point now right yeah like it all actually meant something but it's also like a national story on the news but i think it's national because of jackie Childs, right like he's a famous lawyer so obviously johnny cochran and everything but the new york four the new york four jesus too soon he's amazing by the way though oh yeah johnny Childs. Jackie Childs. <laughs> my jackie. favorite like jackie child sorry yeah it even ends like weird it ends with the lawyer guy just like being a hard ass saying we're gonna do everything that we possibly can to put these bastards in jail for yeah. the maximum amount of time or whatever and then the episode just ends. That's how the finale one, part one ends. Yeah. Because yeah. mine was just like one continuous. Same. Netflix. Yeah. Where'd you watch it, Mikey? Uh, YouTube TV. The overpriced YouTube TV. <laughs> you did tune in for part two then, didn't you? Yeah. I watched okay. it. Yeah. I was, was all on worried. There. I was too. Cause... Okay. Yeah, did it almost seem like Mikey <laughs> thought that was how the whole thing yes. ended? Like, <laughs> that would have been a uh, wild I know how the show gosh. ends. I've seen it many times. <laughs> I hate this show, or I hate this episode. Not only are we not doing a movie, we're doing part one. Part of one the of the finale. There's a, a little scene in here that I do like after. I, it might be one of the early scenes in finale part two. You can c- correct me if I'm wrong, Mikey, but all the... F- all four main characters are in the jail cell together. And there's some good lines here. I like it when George says, like, why would we, like, why would anyone help anyone else? Is that what <laughs> nuns are for? <laughs> That's what the Red Cross is for. 
Kramer says out of nowhere, the Samaritans were an ancient tribe, very helpful to other people. It's like, no, like what? It's not true either. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're not even listening to each other. It's so weird. Josh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Like, we can dump on this episode pretty easily. This is an easy episode to dump on, but like, are there any moments that you like genuinely like, not just like cackle, but actually like laughed like in this episode, like part one or part two, that you thought were like genuinely funny? Yeah, I think so. I did. You know what's weird is like some of the flashbacks actually made me laugh as much as we've been ripping <laughs> oh, on definitely. like flashback Yo, episodes. When he said you old bag, that makes me laugh every time. Give me that <laughs> Dude, yo bag. The one where he's wrestling the babka from Happy Gilmore's mom <laughs> or grandma. The marble is just rye. So funny. It's yeah, the marble, the marble rye. rye. Sorry. <laughs> I had like two in moment episodes that actually like made me like laugh laugh, which was I don't know El- the way Elaine delivered that line made me laugh so hard is when the soup Nazis uh, getting you know he's a cross witness or they're examining him and he's talking about how she stole the recipes or shut down the shop and she kind of does this throwaway line anyway. she's like yeah they're not that good anyway and he stands up he's like what did you say like I <laughs> genuinely laughed at that part pretty hard. And also when Susan Ross's parents like stood up and started screaming that George was a murderer. So you were the doctor on duty the night Susan Ross died. Yes, that's right. It was May 16th, 1996. I'll never forget it. So you broke the news to Mr. Costanza. Could you tell the court, please, what his reaction was? I would describe it as restrained jubilation. Murderer! He killed our daughter. He, he knew those envelopes were toxic. Order in this court. Just because, like, <laughs> Susan's, like, as much as I don't like Susan the character, like, her parents' storylines, the foundation, and the John Cheever letters always crack me up. They always hated George, too. Yes. So in character for them. It's isn't perfect. That, isn't that the Marble Rye episode? One of them, yeah. God. They're in one of yeah, they're in one of those episodes. There's a part where uh, Susan's dad is just seen buying a gun. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, what is he going to do? If they don't get out, like, if they don't get sent to jail, he's going to kill them? Is that what... But it's so weird. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, he's getting ready to kill Which is George. like super in character for the like Mr. Ross. <laughs> like as much like George has ruined Mr. Ross's life, to say the least. And that storyline actually does make sense and it's hysterically funny. Holy shit, yeah. He burnt down his burnt down his cabin. Home. Yeah. Revealed the letters from John Cheever. And arguably murdered murdered his daughter, his daughter. <laughs> arguably <laughs> Corey, are you doing your version of a Corey laugh at any point in this episode i know you don't laugh out loud at this kind of stuff but were you amused i like the moops thing you know, <laughs> oh, like, i love the moops i saw that episode and i don't like that episode particularly with the bubble boy and it's always weird in seinfeld when they choose not to show a character and it's just the voice it, it really is unusual, like the way they frame it. And they do that with Bubble Boy and they do that with one other guy. But... They do that with Pigman too. Steinbrenner too. <laughs> yeah. Steinbrenner. 
But I think it is funny, like, that George, like, that's the hill he has chosen to die on, that, like, it's not a typo on the Trivial Pursuit card, that it's, it, it is moops, because that's what it says, and that's the fucking, <laughs> that's, that's all it's going to be, baby. It's moops. Okay? History. This is for the game. How you doing over there? Not too good. <laughs> all right, bubble boy. Let's just play. Who invaded Spain in the 8th century? That's a joke. The Moors. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's the Moops. The correct answer is the Moops. Moops? Let me see that. That's not Moops, you jerk. It's Moors. It's a misprint. I'm sorry. The card says Moops. <laughs> It's moops. Moors. Moops. Moors. There is no moops. I love that one. It's moops. <laughs> so I think that's a good moment. But you know, that's not from this episode, from the writing of this episode. That's just pulling from another right. one. I thought there was some classic Elaine when she was calling George effeminate and annoying on the plane. And I don't know if that joke lives like age as well but it's funny i love it when she like puts george down it's usually pretty funny well i saw people saying this that they are bad people but yeah. a lot of the witnesses who come up that it was actually just like a misunderstanding like they actually weren't being <laughs> bad people in those situations you know like they're not some actually of some of them I mean, yeah but george wasn't really away. a communist yeah, that was he real. He was as big as like they a- come. <laughs> I mean, is it a crime to have a jerk-off contest with your friends? Like, who fucking cares? I think it's uh, so stupid that that came <laughs> yeah. up in the courtroom. Well, I'm actually reading about it. Like, you literally, the whole point of the trial is a character. You can't character assassinate someone unless they use that as, like, their defense, is that they have good character. So, like, literally none of that testimony would have been allowed. Kylo, you don't remember the 90s? People were pretty uptight about sex stuff. I could see... And communism. <laughs> communism is much more acceptable these days. We got to talk and linger a little bit on Jackie Childs because when Stevie asked me... He's the MVP. When you asked me when I laughed, I would say most of the time it was him. I feel like he's really going all out for this episode, and I really appreciate it. Excuse me? Uh, excuse me, Your Honor. But what is the point of this testimony? This woman's a low talker. I can't hear a word she's saying. So either get some other kind of microphone up there, or let's move on. I wrote a little note about what his defense strategy is. And his main issue and way to defend these four main characters is that being innocent is the definition of being a bystander. <laughs> oh, I love so, that speech. Not a guilty bystander. So he never argues about like they'd be in danger because it was a gun or they were like too far away to do anything anyway. He simply kind of like argues against the law itself a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Do you do you guys see that too? And just also, this is the time to just like chime in with general Jackie Child stuff because he is classic here. 
I am shocked and chagrined. <laughs> what about <laughs> stupefied? This episode of Seinfeld is outrageous. <laughs> I love when uh, Elaine's like, how do I look, Jackie? And he's like, oh, you're looking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's just really funny. I, I don't can't think of anything he says because he uses all these really big words. But He says they're real and they're amazing. Spectacular, yeah. Spectacular, yeah. Terry Which Hatcher is, shows up. They weren't they weren't real. <laughs> Terry Hatcher has a fake rack. At that point, yes. Hmm. What about on Lois and Clark? Same time, right? A few years earlier, I think. She did I'm surprised didn't have him, then she Clark, got him, and then she took him out, I think so. Spy kids? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we got <Goodness>. Corey <laughs> yeah, has to know. <laughs> Phil Morris, who played Jackie, I'm like looking through his IMDb, and it's like he was in one episode of Young Sheldon. He was in the Spider-Man video game, but like, I don't know, not a lot. I'm surprised he didn't go on to have like a better, I guess you'd say more prolific career. Because like, yeah, he, uh, Phil Morris, who plays Jackie, like he's amazing. He's such he a got character. his own. Didn't he get his own show playing Jackie? Did he? Yeah, He's got his own line of commercials. I think he got his own show where they try to like have him play Jackie. What was it called? Do you <laughs> what remember? The hell? I want to say it was like a pilot spinoff. They tried it, just didn't work. That sounds outrageous. It sounds contagious. <laughs> I love it when he rhymes his big words, and then you're questioning if he actually knows the meaning of the big words that he's saying. It's pretty great, Mister Child. I am shocked and chagrined. <laughs> Mortified and stupefied. This trial is outrageous. It is a waste of the taxpayers' time and money. It is a travesty of justice that these four people have been incarcerated while the real perpetrator is walking around laughing. Lying and laughing. Laughing and lying. <laughs> Do you know what these four people were? They were innocent bystanders. Now, you just think about that term. Innocent? bystanders because that's exactly what they were we know they were bystanders nobody's disputing that so how can a bystander be guilty no such thing have you ever heard of a guilty bystander no because you cannot be a bystander and be guilty bystanders are by definition innocent that is the nature of bystanding but no they want to change nature here they want to create a whole new animal the guilty bystander don't you let them do it. Only you can stop them. I have a gigantic list. It's not that big, but I wrote down basically every witness that comes up. Brutally interrupt me if you want to say something about the witness as I go through. The first two witnesses at the stand are just the policeman who is there on the scene and also the victim of the crime and they're not from my knowledge who is an amazing it was an amazing stand-up comedian oh yeah john panette had a, a special called i think it was called i'm starving that is so hysterically funny and john panette was also a brilliant broadway actor he was on uh, he was in hairspray for a really long time I think he passed around 2014, 2015, but really, really funny stand-up comedian. 
Yeah, I was going to save this for later, but I got bad news. There's a lot of people in this episode who are dead and been dead for a while. Mikey, do you have the music queued up for later? <laughs> Bee Gees, <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, oh the Bee Gees? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the policeman and the victim, from my knowledge, they're not from previous Seinfeld episodes, right? Right. Okay. So then we start getting into the, like, the clip show aspect of this start off with Mrs. Chote. And this is happy Gilmore's grandma. She was accosted by Jerry. I didn't have any money. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's dead. <laughs> Do you guys not love this freaking part? I, I love this old lady so much. Yeah. She's hilarious. Okay. We got Marla Penny, the Virgin. Um, and she has this line where she says, they had a contest of who could go the longest without huge silence, huge silence, gratifying themselves. And it's like the whole courtroom explodes because it's such a controversy. I don't get that part. Maybe maybe it's just me, but I don't like the contest episode at all. Oh, really? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that in my top 20 Seinfeld episodes. Not even close. I just don't think it's that funny. What are you, thi- what are you thinking? It's just not a funny episode. Like, I don't understand why it's famous for, like, I don't understand why it's famous. I think it was cutting edge, yeah. right, for the time to do an episode about. Nobody was talking about it. <laughs> True water cooler episode, this one, Stevie. I guess, but, like, I mean, maybe, I mean, I've watched it, you know, within the past year, and it's still just not that funny to me. Well, I remember little boy Josh from Goshen having a little talk with, Joni about what this whole episode meant (laughs) she did not reveal to me the truth I'll just say that let's move on I will say Uh, Kramer slamming down the money and saying I'm I'm out out. like that physical comedy is fucking (laughs) hilarious like that might be that's what I think of from that episode the most I think of Charlie doing it on it's always sunny because he does that exact same thing yeah (laughs) that that's pretty funny okay we got the policeman the victim Mrs. Choate Marla Penny and then they got the bubble boy. We've already talked about the argument with moops and cheating and trivial pursuit and like deflating his freaking bubble. Uh, then we got Lola, who I had to kind of search extra for her actual character name, but she was the one who's like got injured or paralyzed and then was given <laughs> a used crappy wheelchair. Dude, when um, they when they cut to that shot of her going down, that is really freaking funny. <laughs> We got Susan's doctor. His name is Dr. Wilcox. Love and I love guy. it. I love it when he explains George's look upon learning of her death as quote, restrained jubilation. I really wish he was I thought it was like when I originally saw this episode, I was hoping he was gonna bring up the junior mint. Like I love that episode. Yeah, so many more episodes totally could have been brought into this, right? Mm-hmm. And probably to Pappy's point earlier, probably better examples that aren't like misunderstandings. But uh, Sidra, Sidra or Sidra Holland, she was the one who was assaulted to see if they were real and if they were spectacular in the sauna by Elaine. And then we have classic Detective Joe Bookman, who revealed (laughs) he's great, revealed (laughs) to everyone how long Jerry's book was overdue. Terrible look for Jerry. Listen here, wise guy. That was my second actual laugh when he's like, what do you call that? A criminal. 
We go into like a quick montage where they don't like have a back and forth. They just kind of say one-liners. And there's the woman who has the fire in her house and George panics and leaves all the women fire. and children behind, which is also a tremendous episode. One of my favorites. Favreau um, special. <laughs> we have the security officer who caught Jerry peeing. We have the guy who thought Kramer was a pimp. We have the <laughs> the low talker who gave Jerry the puffy shirts. Dead. Whoa, we're not to your segment. Oh, yet. sorry. David for the Fred, death the music corner, hasn't got, got there's that on too yet. many. There's too many for me to go through. No, there's you'll not. you'll do your best. Uh okay. That segment gets over, and then George Steinbrenner himself, owner of the Yankees, he just accuses George of being a communist in a court of law for whatever reason. <laughs> we go in another Did, Yeah, go for it. I know I I know they don't show George Steinbrenner when George roots or works for the Yankees, but that would have been an amazing get for Ooh. this episode. If like the real George Steinbrenner would have come on, like why not? Like I don't, who says no to that? What if they would have had Larry David play him and show his face and then have George Steinbrenner play Larry David? Isn't he already in the show as the guy with the cape? Yeah. Doesn't look- <laughs> He's yeah. in the show a lot. He is George Steinbrenner actually. Usually. Oh. I don't know if he is in this final episode. Chaos does not work for the New York Yankees. Wait, you, what do you, you mean? He's always been Larry David, right? I mean, uh, George Steinbrenner. Larry David has. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But if they would have shown his face as Larry David, but then okay. had George Steinbrenner playing Larry David somehow, that doesn't actually make sense because he's not in the show. Never mind. Okay, we get to another montage. There's the guy who talks about the cockfighting ring, the... I guess he's a pharmacist who talks about Elaine sponges. There's the guy who talks about the, I think it's like a holiday card where Elaine exposes her nipple. Yeah. Pitt is there. He says that Elaine Mr. tried Pitt. to murder, murder him with Love a pillow. Mr. Pitt. <laughs> and I he think that was a misunderstanding. Right? <laughs> and then he was better than finally, Jay Peterman, to be honest. We get to our final two. It's the soup Nazi. He talks about how Elaine stole his recipes, ruined his business. And then the coup de gras, guys. Babu. Seinfeld <laughs> got him deported. It's a sad story. Poor Everyone's Babu. sad about it. Josh, want to hear some cool want to hear some cool trivia? Please. The real Georgie Steinbrenner filmed a scene in George's office <gasps> with Elaine for the season seven finale. Upon learning they were going to kill off the character Susan Ross in the way which they were going to, he demanded he be edited out. Jeez. What? Yep. What a man of poor taste. What the hell is his problem? He's what? dead. Too many calzones. It's a great sandwich, Georgie. We shared a lot of sandwiches, Georgie. Someone in his family lick an envelope and die. <laughs> Sorry if that was like a little bit like I don't know, excruciating. Me going through all my notes and hitting like every oh, single witness. But... Does anybody have a character they like? They wish they would have brought to the stand. Yes. Yes. Okay. So. Oh wait. Sorry. Somebody else want to go? I I'm, I'm always talking. I guess so. My two favorite side characters ever are Ced- Cedric and Bob, the Puerto Rican. I, d- I don't like do the, the quote exactly right, but I've always 
people always like my. Can you do the lisp? I can do uh, a quote. I don't know about the lisp, but he's like, "Is you talking to me? Because you talking to one of us." Who? Have you seen Who this doesn't want to wear the ribbon? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, they're freaking cracked me up, and my this is like the most random line ever, but my favorite Seinfeld line ever is in the Chinese woman where she he goes, "You know, you're not Chinese." So I, I would have liked to have seen her. But what about that marathon Cut. runner that Elaine can't wake up on time for his John marathon? Paul? <laughs> you see the one that's like, you goodbye, you little bastard. That guy? <laughs> look yeah. look at the little bastard. My, he has uh, a lot of gripes to get off his chest for sure. I got uh, the bad look from the wife with my uh, Bob impression. So uh, I apologize to any Puerto Ricans I offended. <laughs> Um, I actually, I'm the boss of one at work and he loves it. So, oh God, Brittany's telling me to shut up. So edit all that out. Apparently <laughs> it's harmless. That was, good fun. That's a little, problem. I'm surprised Kenny Banya didn't get up there. He's yeah. there in the courtroom. Yeah. Or what does he, ha- what gripes does he have, Pat? Uh, if he would have said something like a soup is not a meal or something like that, <laughs> that's all he would have had to say. Ovaltine, Jerry. I can just picture the lawyer I gave him being a like, soup. I can just picture the lawyer being like, he tried to buy dinner with soup. And everybody's like, <gasps> yeah. It was Armani, Jerry, the best. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. Oh, man. One person I really wish they would have brought on, I mean, I, I love those. I love the episode arc that he's on, but Crazy Joe Davola on the stand, I think, would have been yeah. really funny. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Especially because, like, he could have put the kibosh on Jerry's deal with NBC now. That would have been really funny. Kylo, as a non Seinfeld dude, what, how did you take in this just like kind of conglomerate of witnesses, this barrage? I think the show is maybe celebrating itself a little too hard and not really trying to make something good in this episode. You know, we've talked about that already, but it's it's doing a clip show without really doing a clip show. You know, it's it's like half in, half out of trying to be a Seinfeld episode. And the ending aside, I just don't think that makes for a good episode. You know, it's so much of stuff that like, I mostly didn't get in terms of like the stuff the witnesses are talking about. So uh, I don't think it works very well at all. It does feel like a victory lap. I can't imagine watching this as someone who doesn't watch the show and doesn't like it. (laughs) It's gotta be a fucking grind to get through. I feel like. Kyla, Corey texted me on the side and was like, can we do something else? <laughs> well, I asked you, if he wanted to switch over to doing a, a pod on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles instead. <laughs> I figured I could, you know, speak to his sensibilities. I feel like I get that shit more than the way the show ended. <laughs> That's fair enough. But I do think as we get in here to the very end of the end of Seinfeld. I think there's like a couple little things that are kind of interesting here. And the first one is when they're finally declared vict like when they're finally declared guilty, um, the setup 
and like the cinematography of the courtroom is just like pretty awful for all that. But when they do get sentenced, it's for one year, like very specifically. And I do remember there being kind of a time when this came out that it was like, maybe they will just take like a one year vacation and start the show back up. You thought that was going to happen? A lot of people did. Well, they offered him five, like $5 million an episode for season 10, and he said he didn't want it. I mean, people still think Tupac's coming back, right? So people yeah, hang I mean, on to anything. We, people like us, we gave up on that a long time ago. After seven years. I think sorry, it's hard to sorry. keep any good show going for this long. And, you know, unfortunately, the sad reality is they all have to end at some point, even if it's well-beloved. Endings are hard to do right. It's hard to make everyone happy. It's hard to tie things up in a way where it's like, do things stay the same or do things end for these characters? I think this show is wrestling with that a little bit. But, you know, at every great show has to end at some point. It, it, it sucks. Even I think some of the best ones don't end on a high note. One of my favorite shows of all time, Sons of Anarchy, it does not end well, man. I think a lot of shows don't. We can probably think of many examples that don't. Man, that was a weird show. I saw that too. I think the other like little thing here too is that there's like a little glimpse of maybe Larry David or someone in the writing room trying hard here as the last conversation they show between Jerry and George is about the button on someone's shirt being in the worst spot. And that's actually the first conversation that George and Jerry are ever shown having in the pilot episode. That's kind of cool, right, guys? Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Time is a flat circle. They did that in that seventies. They did that in that seventies show as well. When they're smoking, they're talking about a, like a boat that can fly on air. I don't remember what it is, but it's the same. They've actually it came it came around a couple times, but that was one of the jokes. Well, I think they say something similar here in this finale because I really like it when. One of them says, have we had this conversation before? I think we have. Maybe we have. George. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of cool. I like it. I don't I don't like it at all. Like, if you do that in the context of a regular episode, it works. But this whole episode's been about looking back at the previous episodes. Like, it, it loses a little bit of that punch when it's just a glorified clip show. I, I don't know. It's lame. Mikey, if we ever have another big gap like that, if you could just hit the Seinfeld music. (laughs) Stevie, what do you think? You guys are cutting out like crazy. Think of what? You guys have been cutting out right the past like two minutes for me. Think of what? Let's just move on. The the looping back of the first conversation. I hate that shit. It's such thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's nonsense. Thank God. It makes no oh, sense. It it's makes no stupid. sense in the context of the episode. It's such a victory lap of hee hee, see what we did. That's nonsense. Because the whole episode's been that already. Like yeah. it doesn't work. No, All I said it was that. it's a glimpse. It's just a glimpse of what some. Like, it's bullshit, Josh. It's bullshit. You're gonna linger thank on you. this part being bullshit. The whole episode rather than is. the mock trial. <laughs> I guess I if point you out did a some... regular episode of Steinfeld and you end the series like that, then it 
okay, then it's like, okay, that's okay. But the first conversation, Jerry says, seems to me that button is in the worst possible spot. The second button literally makes or breaks the shirt. Look at it. That's not even funny, though. It's It's in no man's land. You look like, oh, I'm just trying to read the quote. It's in no man's land. You look like you live with your mother. And that's kind of how their relationship begins and ends in the context of this show. That's basically the episode, you guys. Do you have any final thoughts? Can't forget him doing stand up in front of all of the prisoners at the very end. I did. I did kind of want to forget about that, Mike. Can we talk about how the fact that I mean, why are they in a max security prison with murderers? (laughs) (laughs) Makes for better jokes, Brett. (laughs) Also, Jackie's taking this all the way up to the Supreme Court. Like, there's no way it's not getting appealed. This law is bullshit. Also, (laughs) if Jackie slept with one of the prosecution's witnesses. I mean, that could be a mistrial right there, so... And he'd probably be disbarred. George's mom tried to sleep with the judge. <laughs> that was a weird... I don't, I don't know about tried. <clears throat> oh. I don't know, he looked pretty angry, so he probably did sleep with her. There was no sleeping going on, boys. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask something way off topic for a final thought, Josh? Oh, yeah. I was so relieved when you said this was on Netflix and not Peacock. Do you guys all plan on keeping Netflix? I don't know if you saw that Variety put out an article and it's like a third of the people who had HBO Max have canceled it in the last year. Why? Um, it, it and left? a fifth of the people have Disney Plus. I don't know. I mean, that's... I already canceled Netflix and Disney Plus. I'm not watching shit on either of those. I just stopped them. I don't know. We we kept all those. Like if this was on Peacock, I may have had to sit this podcast out or buy it on YouTube TV. (laughs) Like I was not gonna get Peacock for this shit. Hmm. I only have Peacock because I have soccer. I don't know. So what's your point? Do you like Netflix, Pat? Well, I was wrong because I made a prediction a few years ago that like Netflix was in trouble once Disney Plus came out. But Netflix just seems to be this like giant trough of shit and there's just so much content on there. Like I think Suits is like the number one streaming show it, it was in the world. It was a monster when it came out, yeah. Yeah, but it's like now again like the number one show. It's like talk ne- about a show that went downhill. Jesus. Netflix just has so much content. Like I didn't even know Seinfeld was on Netflix. I'll probably never get rid of Netflix just because it has so much like peacock's dead it was peacock ever alive though you know it was on life support it was on life support peacock was never netflix you know how are you gonna watch Notre dame versus central michigan without stream east.com <laughs> yeah I, that's the only reason i have peacock is to watch notre dame and soccer Same. <laughs> i don't watch anything else on it Same. i am not a golfer I can't believe that it's not on Peacock. That's insane. Just seems like that would be a layup for NBC right there. I do have a final thought in that I did want to know kind of like 
Brett has his number one character as Jerry. Do you guys have solid number one characters, like your favorite favorite? I was always pretty staunch as a George guy, but what about you? Do they have to be main characters or can be side characters? You gotta pick one of the main ones. Uh, the main four? Yeah. Uh, I think Kramer's kind of funny sometimes, but I, I just hate that, like, he will ruin whatever is happening. So, like, that kind of bugs me. So, Kramer's out. You know, George is George is pretty funny, but he's a rascal. It's like hard to, like... I think it's hard to, like, be totally on his side, you know, all the time. But he gets into some funny situations, and Jerry's a little bit more of a bland version. So, for me, I guess George, too. I mean, main character, Georgie Costanza, for sure. Um... B character, Frank Costanza. I knew that was coming. Yeah. Frank yeah. Costanza. <laughs> Who's that? The Bushkins? Yeah, yeah. Never let anybody else write your checks. Um then uh C, C or C slash D character be David Putty. I think he's only ah. in only in like eleven episodes. Power Rangers villain David Putty. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait for me. Okay. 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 <laughs> Gotta support the team. Yeah, it's definitely... yeah probably George and Frank mm-hmm. and Kramer. Yeah, George for me too. But I will say, now that I'm a little older, I really appreciate seeing uh, Julie Dreyfus on screen. That's weird, right? Because I, I, I was like that too. I was like, when I was a kid, I don't remember noticing her at all. But now that I'm like officially like an old man... I'm like, she is one good-looking lady. <laughs> uh, Putty's only in 10 episodes. Good call. It's crazy. Hmm. Ooh, yeah, it's smart. wild. Like, There's like some mainstays you think that are in a ton of episodes, and they just aren't. Like, yeah, that was like a trivia question. Yeah, wasn't Frank, Frank only in 20? We were way yeah. off, 20-something. Hey, like, Brett. He wasn't even the original Frank. Oh, stop talking. Brett, can you please X out whatever list you're looking at right now? Yeah. Do you want yeah. me to stop? I, I had some more I wanted to kind of bring up. I looked at it extensively. Uh, I'll just yeah. switch up my trivia somehow. I, I never switched anyway. Because so. like Mr. Pitt's only in like eleven episodes. Listen, um, uh, Mickey, I think is in seven episodes. Like why? it's wild. You, uh, yeah, he's right. just he's okay. killing it right now. Okay. No, you guys need to talk amongst yourselves so I can come up with another trivia. Can now. we get? You know what would take some time? Can we get Brett's Death Corner? Yeah, I had to, I had to get my cue the music, down. Mikey. Let's go. Oh shit! Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. I guess. I mean, it's more of an unofficial list, but uh, Frank Costanza dead. Estelle Costanza dead. Helen so Seinfeld, sad. Morty Seinfeld, Justin Pitt, the Judge Vandelay dead, Mabel, long gone, the pharmacist, super dead, uh, Brian Doyle Murray, still alive, that's good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, now, Philip Baker By Hall's super dead. dead, what do you mean there? Long, super dead. Just more than, more than dead. Like, died in their sleep or hit by a semi? Like, <laughs> no, actually, you know what? The... Some of them are like lived a long time. Um, I don't know who Henry Ross is. That's uh, oh the dad. Um, 
what's your face? Susan. Susan's dad, dead. Philip Baker Hall, uh, big spoilers guy. He's He died recently. He's, he's a heck of an actor. He only died about 14 months ago. Uh, Wilhelm, who's that? That's George's boss. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Oh. These are just <laughs> people from the finale? Yeah, like a Uncle... Uncle Leo. I guess there's a lot of old people. He's gone. Uh, like I said, the low talker. Surprising. Gone. Oh, oh no. Too soon. No one could hear her cries for help. Babs, oh Babs, Babs Kramer. Gone. <laughs> Stevie. <laughs> uh, like you said, John Panette. Howie. Gone. Oh, he's the best. Doc- oh, Dr. Wexler's still alive, whoever that is. Oh, the, the guy who played the DA, who was in My Cousin Vinny, dead. This, so many. Oh, why so does Geraldo sweet. Rivero sound like Al Gore in South Park doing Man Bear Pig? <laughs> nah. <laughs> he was trying to find... Out. You gotta remember, this is post-Al Capone vault. He was trying to find an identity. Hmm. Poppy, rest in peace, dead. Oh, Poppy. I know. I like Poppy. I love when... Where is he? Pee? Pee's on a couch? Yeah. Just a lot of dead people, guys. I mean, Larry David's still alive. That's about it, guys. There's some other ones, but... Uh, okay, just bad. finished writing trivia. Also, speaking of dead, I just fact-checked this. Maybe a Mandela effect, but the Chicago Tri- Tribune ran a headline. Seinfeld may be gone, but Jackie Childs lives. Uh, teasing the Jackie Childs show, but it never actually came out. Right, he did some shorts in like 2010 as Jackie Childs. Yes, I think Larry and Jerry are both going to produce that show. It never got off the ground. It could have been funny for a while, but I feel like it would have... What was the show that Michael Richards did right after Seinfeld, where he's a good detective? I just remember the movie. Wasn't he in a movie where he was a juror? I don't know. I just remember his stand-up special. What do you remember about it? Him saying the (laughs) N-word over and over again. The 20 minutes before that, though, they were great. Pappy, do you have the order for the schneid, please? <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Josh, you picked the Seinfeld finale. Okay. Uh, then I was the most recent host with Book of Henry. Okay. Before that was Stevie on JCVD. Great. Brett and Imbruge. Yeah. Corey, Battlefield Earth. Kylo. And Mikey, Upgrade. That was recent. Ooh. <laughs> okay so for the first question man i had this whole sort this shit out planned with 10 seinfeld characters and you had to put them in order of most to least episode appearances uh, i do that stuff all ah, the time. it's good i'm so been glad that's not the trivia what do we got yes so in order this is just gonna be to eliminate the two furthest away okay so three people survive this first round it's the simple closest to. Happy, you're first. So we're going to go in that order. Mikey, you're last. And I will say this. You can say the same answer as someone else. Happy. Wow. How old is yep. Jerry Seinfeld right now? Let's band together, guys. 67. Stevie. 68. Brett. Yeah, I think he was born in 1946, 54. I'll say 
67. Showing his work, even though two people behind him still got to go. Kylo. <laughs> Showing his work. If I get it exactly right, then it doesn't matter. Uh, 66. 69. Nice. All right. What did you say, Kylo? I'm just trying to write them all down. 66. 66. His wife is 30 years old. His wife is 22 years old, but Seinfeld himself is 69 years old. Mikey hit it on the nose. Let's go. What are the 267s going to do? Got some sort of rock, paper, scissors going on or anything like that. Wait, how old is Jerry Seinfeld's wife? Ooh, let's do that. Let's do how old Jerry Seinfeld's no, no, no. wife. I got a better Beaver's idea. Brett. Or what no, high no, no. school was she attending when he uh, <laughs> he asked her out? I want you guys to tell me what Jerry Seinfeld's zodiac is. Brett, you have first guess. Oh gosh, what? No, Pappy has first guess. So who's clo- uh, Scorpio? No. Brett. Get him going. Uh, I think he's a Sagittarius. Nope. Uh, Gemini. Nope. Aries. Nope. You know anymore? The fish. The fish one. It doesn't count. <laughs> Pescado. It's not Pescado. right anyway. Pescado. Libra. No. Fuck. This is not a good question. I don't know. This is a really bad question, Josh. All right. What is your idea of how old is Jerry Sanfeld's wife? Back to that. Pappy, you're up. I'm going to say she's 45. That's old for him. Improv trivia tonight, boys. (laughs) Okay, Brett. (laughs) I'll say 46. Brett survives to the next round. She's 52. Oh, what was his What was his sign? Taurus. Uh, I didn't even like a Ford. Like a so, Ford. Ford. I looked up who I uh, just like Chat GPT'd some stuff about observational comedy, and they listed Jerry Seinfeld with George Carlin and Richard Pryor as like the kings and like the true pioneers of that genre so what i'm asking you guys for the final final question closest to gets the next movie choose any movie you want we'll review it you can also do that if you join patreon you can choose any movie and we'll review it if you join our patreon at any level but for us who've been on the pod for years and years, we have to win this trivia in front of you all. Here it is. Richard Pryor's age at death plus George Carlin's age at death. Wow. Pappy, you're out. Get the yep. Stevie, that makes you first, sir. The thing is, I don't think Carlin was that old. I'll say 100 and... 31. Oh, I didn't even know Richard Pryor was dead. This is just straight up closest to? It is. I will say 135. Uh, 128. Damn. 
122 and an eighth. 122 and an eight. George Carlin was 71. Damn. Richard Pryor was 65. Which puts it, I believe, at 136. Brett is the winner. Nice. You're off by one? Yeah. My math that I did was 73 and 62, so I was close-ish. Brett, go for it. You can say your movie, toss us out. I think we're good to go. Okay, so uh, as most people know, I'm not really big into horror movies, but um, I read about this movie a couple years ago. Uh, I'm intrigued by it. It's an A24 movie. Some of you guys have probably seen it. It is from 2015. It is the, the 2016 movie Green Room. Has anybody heard Didn't of that? We? Yeah, Anton Yelkin. Yep. I don't think we did it. Have we done it? Didn't we talk Plus. about that, Pap? Episode 12 is Green Room and Keanu, yeah. but we haven't done it. Crap. We haven't Pap done it in depth. Pap went and saw Green Room. I went and saw Keanu. Oh, I, I bet. I didn't, we can do it. We can do it. We, we didn't do, it, do it in depth. Plus, we don't want I feel like we've, we've always today. said, yeah, what are those ones where we call them major spoilers? Majors and minors. Would you discount <laughs> any of those individual movies? I don't know. It's no. kind of like that same deal, right? Movie game green room. I like it. All right. You sure? I mean, I could do Predator 2, but Brittany will probably kill me if I pick Predator 2, so. I don't think she'll like green room much more. That's Danny Glover's best movie. <laughs> what about Gone Fishing? All right. So I guess if we're going to do With Joe green Pesci? Room, yeah. So we'll do green room. I guess if uh, we change, we'll figure something out, but. Uh, the Green Room episode was 15 minutes long, and we covered two movies, so I think we can okay. probably... That's uh, pretty well covered, I'd say. <laughs> Talked about it to death already. Played. Sarcasm Josh, or should I... No, go for it, man. All right. Totally. All right, so uh, that was... Did we do Did we do yes or no's? I just thought it was a yes for everyone. I think it's everyone. all no's. I, 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 I'll give it a... <laughs> I'll give it a yes. Dude. I'll give it a yes. It's entertaining enough. Hard no. Did I Hardest. skip yes or no's? Holy yes. shit. It was that bad. Josh skipped it. Oh I think it was gosh. just implied that it was going to all be no's. Or I'm giving it a yes. No presence. We can vote like a jury. Is this is this, is this guilty? <laughs> is this, this, is life, this is life without parole. Does anyone have a yes to give? Let's just put it that way. I, Kylo. Yeah, I'll, you've gi- been... I'll give it a yes. Not me. So explain yourself. No, we have to sit here and talk about it until we become a <laughs> unanimous jury and convince oh, gosh. one word. If it's going to be that, then it's a no. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> Spoiled. Guilty. Everybody right. put this guy okay. on a jury. You heard right. it. It's one yes, five no's. That's fair enough for the Seinfeld finale. Brett, take us out, buddy. Thank you for listening. That was spoilers. Special thank you to our patrons, Matt Troll. Did you shower today?
Yeah, that's usually the kind of mood I'm in when I haven't showered. Brother Brian. When is it gonna be my turn, Jerry? When do I get my 15 minutes? Nephew Quinn. I want my 15 minutes. Oh, quit complaining. At least you have your health. Nick. Uh, health's not good enough. I want more than health. The Meg. Health's not doing it for me anymore. I'm sick of health. Nurse Stacy. <laughs> the Wolf. Oh, oh, oh. No, thank you. Gale. He wants to sit down with us and talk about Jerry. P.K. Our show? Jerry? Right. Jerry? Oh, my God. He wants to talk about Jerry? Yeah. When? Today, like right now. Right now? Spencer. Jerry? Jerry! He wants to talk about Jerry? He wants to talk about Jerry! 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 Marky 420. About that, huh? Oh, boy, what a relief. Swole. See, now, to me, that button is in the worst possible spot. Cheese zombie. Really? Oh, yeah. The second button is the key button. Sebastian. It literally makes or breaks the shirt. Dr. Lars. Look at it. It's too high. Stone Cold Austin. It's in no man's land. Druid King. Haven't we had this conversation before? You think? I think we have. Yeah. Maybe we have. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Be sure to check out Corey's podcast, Big Dumb Movie. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. Leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Spoilers is now available on Audible, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Spoilers is now available on Audible. Hey, Sando, I'm not very happy right now, but I'll get mine out of the way. This is Brett from Fort Wayne. My favorite is the comeback. Next. Why aren't you happy? Why aren't you happy? He hates Seinfeld. Because Josh is a freaking a-hole. I'm tired of it. What? He said two things to me today, both really douchey. What was the other well, thing? We should yeah. talk about it. I aired my grievances. Yeah, let's talk about to. it. No. You might feel better. I would love to know what the two things once, are. <laughs> I'll, feel be- well, I'll feel better once the episode goes on. Just move on. Moops. <laughs> Bunch of moops. <laughs> Serenity now! They play Serenity now. <laughs> I need some Serenity now. Let's keep let's keep moving east. Keep doing it, fellas. Uh, I think I'm next eastus. Would you like me to start is... over? Yeah. What? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, Brett. Just let me start over. All right. All right, Josh. Leave all this in. <laughs> Last thing I said was east to east. Y'all can sh- sort this shit out. <laughs> All right, all right, I guess that's me. So uh, this is Brett reporting from Fort Wayne. Uh, 
So what is the deal with the yard? I mean, when I was a kid, my mother wanted me to play in the yard. But of course, she didn't have to worry about my next door neighbor, Tommy, sticking a shiv in my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> and what's with the lockdown? Why do we have to be locked in our cells? Are we that bad that we have to be sent to prison? In prison? You would think the weightlifting and the sodomy is enough. <laughs> so, uh, anyone from Salt Block D? I am. I'll talk slower. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Cell Block D. My friend George is in Cell Block D. <laughs> what, what are you in for, sir? Murder one. Murder one. Ooh, watch out, everybody. Better be nice to you. I'm only kidding, sir. Lighten up. How about you? What are you in for? Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Don't steal any of my jokes. You suck. I'm going to cut you. Hey, I don't come down to where you work and knock the license plate out of your hand. All right, Seinfeld, that's it. Let's go. Come on. All right. Hey, you've been great. See you in the cafeteria. That was spoilers.